Hey y'all, welcome to episode 91 of the podcast. I'm here with Megan Crabb. She's a 23-year-old recovered anorexic, recovered self-loather, trying her best to bring body positivity into the world. She runs the Instagram account Body Posi Panda, which she uses to teach people to embrace the parts of themselves they've been taught to hate, specializing in belly roll love. Megan lives in the UK, where she is a dog lady by day and body positive warrior by night. Though I'm going to argue she is a body positive wearer all the time. This woman is awesome and I'm so excited to get on the podcast. I think I was her first podcast interview ever, which shocks me because she's wonderful at talking. She's wonderful at speaking, leading. And if you don't recognize her name, Megan Crabb, if you're not driving a car, I recommend that you check out Body Posse Panda on Instagram and you probably will recognize her from seeing her story, whether you were scrolling on Facebook or on your favorite news publication. I guarantee you it was there. It just totally blew up, which I'll talk about with her. Um, Our connection on this podcast wasn't the greatest because she is in the UK. So I am doing my best. I did my best to string together this podcast so that it's the smoothest. But please understand, I'm sorry, there was a lot of gaps that I had to try to edit to make the podcast run a little bit smoother. So if you do hear some sentences that don't really quite make that much sense, it's probably because uh, the connection wasn't the best, but that doesn't mean this interview didn't rock my world and it's going to rock yours. So I'm excited about that. Uh, before we head on over to the show, here's the review of the week. This comes from AJ underscore 11 underscore 15. Insightful and entertaining with five stars. I look forward to this podcast every week. I've been listening for several months now. Not only has this podcast helped me overcome some serious body image issues, it lifts me up on bad days and has helped me to put so many things into perspective in my life. Not only does she discuss all the fascinating culture issues surrounding weight and body image, but relationships, gratitude, and our need for connection and love. You know, all the things that actually matter in life. I can also personally recommend Maddie's personal coaching. Maddie knows how to quickly see through to the real underlying issue and provide incredibly effective solutions. Best money you will ever spend. Thank you, AJ. I'm trying to think of who you are, but whoever you are, I'm so grateful. I'm so glad that you enjoyed the coaching and you enjoyed the podcast. This this was such a sweet review. So thank you so much for that. Also, Uh, I will have the link to this in the show notes, but my dear, amazing friend, Summer Inanen, who has been on this podcast, I've been on her podcast, she is doing a free video training series. Hopefully, if you're on my email list, you already signed up for it, but if you haven't signed up for it, it'll be in the show notes for this. This program is specifically about body image issues and learning how to rock your body, love your body, be able to use your body to live life and not feel ashamed of your body anymore, which is the best, the best topic I could ever think of. So if you haven't signed up for the free series, which is incredible, you should do that um, by just going to the show notes for this. You know, it's episode 91. So as always, maddiemoon.com slash mbm91. And you can sign up for that for absolutely free. And it's awesome. But for now, I think it's time to go to the show. One last quick thing, as you'll hear later on in this episode. Currently, as you're listening to this, most likely, unless you're listening to this way past its release date, I am in Thailand. Whoop, whoop. I'm in Thailand. I'm having the best time ever, I hope, I think, because I'm actually recording this uh, a week in advance. I leave next week, but by the time this is out, I will already be there. Yes, that's how it works. So if I am not responding a ton on social media, 
and emails, then that is why. But I will make sure that I try to keep up my best and get back to everyone when I do return. So yay, send me some happy thoughts and be sure to be following me on Instagram because I'm going to be posting a lot of my time and my trip and you can find me on Instagram, Madeline Moon. Yep. All right, let's head on over and talk to Megan. Welcome to the Mind Body Musings podcast, the show for everyone and anyone that is ready to break free from the dogmatic chains of the health and fitness industry and create their own life free from restrictions. Now, introducing your host, Madeline Moon, a former fitness model gone sane and the author of the popular self-love book, The Perfection Myth. If you dig the show and you're looking for more insight on how to stop food and exercise from controlling your life, check out her website, maddiemoon.com, and grab your free guide. If you're ready to end dieting once and for all, it's time you learn how to pursue real health instead. Enjoy the show. Hey, and welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am so excited for today's episode. Like, so, so, so excited. I don't know if y'all have seen (laughs) Megan Crab on uh, Instagram or just on, like, Facebook. She's one of those people where she just completely blew up every single, like, you know, platform online for articles with her story. And her story is amazing. And I'm so happy it got so much press and so many people saw it. So even if you don't recognize her name, I know that you've probably seen her article or read things about her. So Megan is an amazing woman, a wonderful story. I'm so excited to get her on the podcast today. So welcome to the show, Megan. Oh, thank you so much. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, this is wonderful. So what we always do with this podcast starting off is just diving into your background and your story. And I know you have a great one. So please tell us all about it. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, basically what I do is I promote body positivity and self-love and self-acceptance, mainly on Instagram. And I kind of got into that through a very long journey, which started with just body image issues growing up I remember being sort of five years old and comparing like the size of my stomach to my classmates and never feeling good enough never never feeling beautiful Um, and that obviously just got more and more of an issue as I grew up and at 14 years old I was diagnosed with anorexia nervosa Um, and it took a couple of years luckily not so long compared to other people for me to claw my way out of that Um, but then I still continued on this sort of self-hatred, never feeling good enough, which of course so many women especially do feel that way. Um, And it got to a point where I was just crash dieting constantly. When I wasn't crash dieting, I was binge eating. When I wasn't over-exercising, I wasn't exercising at all. Um, And I realized that I just couldn't keep living that way and I needed to find happiness outside of my appearance. Um, And that's when I stumbled across body positivity on Instagram. And I saw all these women of all different shapes and sizes just unapologetically embracing their bodies. And I I was just blown away. I didn't realize that this world existed. I didn't realize that there was another option other than sort of hating yourself for the rest of your life. Um, And changed my whole worldview. And that's when I started posting on my own account. Um, 
which gradually sort of, yeah, as you said, <laughs> kind of blew up a little bit. And it's amazing because I just, I get to show everyone else that there is another option and that it doesn't matter how many flaws you've been taught to see when you look in the mirror, because ultimately we're all fine exactly how we are and we're all a lot more than our bodies anyway. Mm. Oh yeah, exactly. We are not our bodies. We have bodies, but we are yeah. not them. So you said that like Instagram was what, really opened up your eyes and that couldn't have been that long ago because Instagram I mean it's been around for a while I guess but how many years ago would you say that was that you were introduced to body positivity on there oh it was only about 18 months ago actually wow so before that what what did your life look like before you know 18 months ago um I actually I said something to my boyfriend a couple of weeks ago I said to him when was the last time you remember me having a complete emotional breakdown over what I look like? Because this is something that used to happen on a daily basis. Complete anxiety attack, just standing in front of the mirror, just absolutely picking myself apart, basically. Um, and that's what I did every day. And as I said, I've just crash diet, binge eat, crash diet, binge eat, yo-yo all over the place. Um, and it's kind of unrecognizable now looking back. Hmm. That's beautiful. That's so amazing. And for you, what was that motive to do those diets? Like I know for for me, it was a lot of just the control need. I needed to control at all times. Some people, it's more towards like what are other people thinking about me um, or just longing to have this certain particular figure and, and fixating on it. What was that for you? Yeah, well, I think my tendency towards the really, really restrictive diets were kind of um, kind of a tendency that was left over from my eating disorder. So some of it was definitely the control element. Largely, it was just I had to look like these figures that I idolized. I, I just had to. I thought it was the most important thing in the world, in my entire life, in a woman's life. I thought that is the aim, just to look like those pictures in the magazines and those women on the TV. Um, and I thought I was kind of worthless if I didn't. Um, and that's that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. And where do you think that body hatred comes from for most people today? What do you see? Because I'm sure you get so many people reaching out to you being like questions and, and you know, direct messages and people just constantly asking you, you know, for help, which is so painful because you can only do so much. But from your experiences, where do a lot of these mm-hmm. girls, you know, where, do, where does that source come from for them? I think it's it's really complicated, but I think essentially, as women in particular, as soon as we're able to perceive the outside world, we're just bombarded with this message of what a woman should look like and should be. And these ideal images become more and more attain- unattainable over time, and they change with the fashions. And what's you know always in fashion lately is Photoshop. Um, and it's absolutely everywhere we look. I mean, I have I talk a lot about the media and the negative impact of the media in terms of our self-image. Um, and you just you cannot underestimate it because it is everywhere. Even if you you don't think it affects you that much, it probably does because it's almost like a zeitgeist. It seeps into everyone's world. And obviously, other people have sort of toxic family lives and like tendencies towards that kind of anxious, not good enough mind. Um, But yes, the majority I would blame on the media. 
Mm, yeah, I completely agree. And like with family, I I was talking with someone the other day on their podcast, um, and we were talking about how no one is looking at your body. And I just did a video on this too. Like we all think that everyone is staring at our body. Everyone expects us to look a particular way. But the truth is no one is looking at your body because everyone is thinking about their own body. But th- something you said was like the family. Yes. The family though. So my question's like, when, though this is true, no one is staring at your body. And that's a very powerful thing to believe. What happens whenever you have family members that comment on your body and try to make you feel guilty if you put on weight or, or make you feel like you have to stick with a certain label, like they're always calling you out for being the clean eating girl and that fear kind yeah. of arises in you. Like, oh, my family expects this out of me. I have to be like this. What kind of yeah, advice do yeah. you have? Yeah, I get that a lot. I get lots of people with toxic families saying they're always fat shaming me. They're always saying I need to go on a diet, this, this and that. And the thing is, like, I like to believe that family members always think that they're trying to help you. Hopefully they think that they're doing the right thing. Um, And it's kind of that close relationship that makes them see your body almost as something that they kind of have a bit of ownership over, that they have a right to comment on. Um, But essentially, they have no more right than a complete stranger in the street to tell you what to do with your body. You know, no one has any right to tell you what to do with your body. And I think mainly the advice I give to people who have those toxic families is to try and sit down and to try and basically say to them, look, would you rather I was actually happy and looked like this? Or would you rather I was miserable and constantly trying to fit the image that you're trying to push on me? Um, and if your family, hopefully, then they'll always choose your happiness. And as soon as they understand that your happiness isn't going to lie at the end of a diet and it isn't going to lie in a smaller pair of jeans, hopefully then they back off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Have you heard from people that have reached out to you saying, I've tried that and they're not backing off? Um, yeah, I, it's a difficult situation because mm-hmm. it's, like I truly believe that you are never under any obligation to keep someone in your life that is toxic and that that brings you down and that makes you feel worthless. Um, it's obviously, it's so much more complicated when it's family. Um, but I think as far as sort of the day to day, you are allowed to walk away from a conversation. You're allowed to say, I'm not talking about this um, and kind of separate yourself from that dangerous place because it is dangerous to hear those things over and over again because it just twists your self-worth and it makes you feel especially with family it makes you feel like they might love you less because of what you look like and of course that's the opposite of what family should be and fortunately like I come from a family that's very understanding and has been very supportive of me and everything that I've been spreading the messages but even back then whenever Mm -hmm. I would tell them like hey, I can't be known as like this bodybuilder chick anymore. They were very supportive and they were like, okay, then we will not tell other people about this. And that that was really important for me. And one thing that I've had to kind of teach my mom or tell my mom and, and have her undo is that she used to always call me like the health coach or the nutritionist because that's what I used to identify as. But now 
that's the last thing I want to be introduced as because, as you know, if people think you're a nutritionist or health coach, then they're going to want to talk to you about food and what's good and what's bad. So I just go by a body image and disordered eating coach. That's all I ever want to be called because and my mom, she she accidentally will say like, oh, yeah, she's she knows all about nutrition and blah, blah, blah. She's recently kind of stopped because. Uh, she realizes that those conversations really do go on and on. And it's like the last type of convo that I want to be having with people that I'm meeting. Because if the first thing they think they hear about me is that, then they'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm so into food too. Like I love making blah, 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 healthy dinners. And I'm like, oh, I don't, hmm, okay. (laughs) Yeah, and it's it's so sad that 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 misconception, as soon as someone hears like you're a nutritionist, they instantly think like, oh, it's about dieting and you must be able to help me lose weight and et cetera. And it's just sad that people jump to that. Yeah, it is sad. And it's it's hard for me to describe to them like that I do the opposite of that work or they do the opposite of like helping people to get yeah. healthier. I, I do get people healthier, but in a completely mind blowing way for people that aren't of this world. When I tell them what I actually do, like yeah. helping people stop working out, helping people eat Pop-Tarts again and not, you know, cry about them or fear about them. These people look at me and they're like, what? What kind of job is that? And I'm like, really necessary job. Yeah, the best one. There's one post that you wrote recently and I was reading it. I think it was a blog post. Um, But you were writing about being in a psychiatric unit as a a younger girl. And there was a Mm -hmm. comment made to you that you remember today about you you never fully recovering. Yeah. I thought that was really eye-opening because you the more I was reading all of your stuff, the more you talk about full recovery being extremely possible. Yeah, I think what was eye-opening to me is that I wrote that post and I said, you know, this person said to me, you will never fully recover, you will struggle with your eating disorder your entire life. And what really opened my eyes was that so many people came and commented and said, yeah, they said exactly the same thing to me. Yeah, they told they told me I was hopeless. They told me I would never recover. Um, and I think in a way, some people were able to take that as, okay, this is going to be kind of a lifelong journey, um, you know, as any other kind of, say, addiction is going to be. But I think for also for so many of us, it was just, well, you've already failed. Like you, you're never gonna, you're never gonna win. Why try? Just, just carry on then. Um, and that's how I took it. And I think it's so, so important to to say to these girls who are in the midst of their eating disorder still that they can get out and there is a future and there is hope afterwards. And you know, there will be days, there will be weeks that you don't even think of yourself as someone who had an eating disorder. You know, you might even forget about it entirely for a while. Um, and everyone is capable of getting there. And I think even the worst possible cases still have to believe that they can get there, even if realistically, maybe they won't personally, they should still believe that they can. And is that a, that's a pretty common thing then I'm assuming that they're told up front, you're going to deal with this for the rest of your life. I wonder why, what, what good does that serve? I have absolutely no idea, but I, you know, I hear some, some absolute horror stories about eating disorder units. I wasn't in a specifically eating disorder based unit, so they were quite clueless as to how to deal with me at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard about things like that. I have some friends that have experiences of going into these, these like, I don't know, I think for them, they went to a eating disorder clinic, but they specialized in juvenile delinquents. So it was like Mm. younger 
criminal types, I guess I, I could say. And um, that's not the way that you should. Yeah, it, it, it did not mix well at all. The way they were treated was no, like they were criminals and they were like, you know, doing all these activities that they weren't doing. So I don't know. I, I, I've never been in one myself, but how, do you know how people make sure they're going into one that's like for them, like eating disorders specifically? Do they just look that look for places in their area that are just for eating disorders and they don't mix with anything else? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think it's obviously different where you live to where I live. Um, But for me, it was basically find the closest one. Um, And obviously, going through our healthcare system, so it wasn't, you know, there's not a lot of funding, etc. So yeah, Um, I could have gone to one that was specialized, but it was like two hours away from home. And I just I couldn't bear it. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about is starting this body acceptance journey because that is the hardest part. It's just starting it. What kind of tips Mm -hmm. do you have, maybe like three tips or three steps for people that are starting this journey to self-acceptance? Maybe they're kind of where you were in that before area where they're just now learning about body positivity. What are some things they can do to throw themselves into this world? Yeah, that's that's so important. I get, yeah, I get people asking me that quite a lot. I think for their own self-esteem is to change the things that they see because you know we do learn how to see ourselves kind of through the eyes of everything of everyone else that we see we compare ourselves every single day to everyone else's appearance um and a big big change for me was to just to strip my social media feed of anything that made me feel bad about myself which is something that everyone should do i mean if you're scrolling through and you're just feeling jealous and it's making you feel inadequate just get rid of it you know you're not going to miss it and fill it up instead with people of all shapes and sizes of all skin colors all abilities all genders and just people who are not ashamed to be who they are and embrace who they are that that will make a huge difference just seeing that just having that trickle into your mind every day and all you have to do is scroll it will make such a big difference uh i think secondly i think it's very important to believe that you deserve to feel better about yourself i think it's important to look back on your life and how you've treated your body and how you've treated yourself and really think you know enough is enough you've been put through enough and none of us actually deserve to grow up feeling like this I mean none of us stand a chance really we're all set up for this sort of self-hatred straight away and it's not fair and it's not fair on you and you deserve better and it'll only change if you actually believe that do you have one more uh one more one more tip for Bopo um for me I I'm a big reader so and there is there's so many amazing Bopo books out there that kind of intersect with um, eating disorder recovery and some of them intersect with fat studies. And yeah, there are brilliant, brilliant resources, obviously, like people such as yourself that put so much out there. I think, you know, I just want to say that it's out there. Um, you have to search a little harder for it, but you can completely create this world. Um, and I'll, I don't know, I'll send you like a book list or something. Maybe you can pop on as well. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Do you have any at the top of your head, like maybe one? Oh, yeah. Well, my favorite ever um, is called The Beauty Myth by mm. Naomi Wolf. Okay. And it's um, it kind of charts how the rise, as women have gained more power, basically, economically, politically, they've also 
sort of been bashed down self-esteem wise mm-hmm. and as we should have been rising up we've just been torn down further and further by the media and the beauty industry and the diet industry and knowing the facts the kind of, yeah the facts of why we actually feel this way that made a huge difference for me yeah that's great i've never heard of that but it sounds right up my alley yeah do you think that there's like this point so while I believe that social media is so, so, so helpful when you use it the right way, do you think there is a level though where you have to beware about how much you are consuming? Because I've had a few clients that have gone from, yeah, like consuming of, even if it's positive, like there's a point where you might be reading every health at every size blog and completely overwhelmed with body positivity and reading every book about food freedom and recovery, but it may become too much where you can't even like you start pressuring yourself to be like these other people and you can't even like identify your own thoughts and feelings. Yeah, I definitely get that. And I think as well, you know, none of us should obviously live on our phones. And I think it's, it's great to learn about something and immerse yourself in something online, but then it's also important to kind of get out there and walk the walk and actually put what you've learned into play. And as far as comparison, Yeah, I think there's comparison everywhere for people. I mean, I personally have always compared myself to everyone. And even within the body positive community, I do have days where I'm thinking, oh, well, they're they're a better activist than me. They're a better writer than me. And those are the days where you should just get the heck off your phone um, and notice like all the things that aren't on the Internet as well. Yeah. And I do that all the time. I'll like look at people's pages like I'll look at your artwork, for example, and I freaking love it. Like, I just saw it. That's why I'm bringing it up. But I saw it and I was like, oh, my gosh, I wish I could draw, like, activist artwork as amazing as she can. By the way, it is so cool. I love your well, artwork. Thank you. But I'm, I'm not an artist at all. Like, I just, just, like, started doodling and then got on with it. I mean, you can. You can make artwork. I mean, even if it's just, you know, starts with simple quote pictures or just a little flower that maybe you've Googled and you can draw that. You know, you can do anything. Yeah, I'm going to start with the coloring book and I'll make my way up. I'll get up there someday. (laughs) So one of the other things I wanted to address is like how amazingly, like more just I just want to tell you, I am just so, you know, in awe of this transformation that you've had and it's, it's above and beyond, right? Like there are people that, you know, have this, process of healing and it's beautiful and I love it and then there are some people that go above and beyond to the extreme so that they can show everyone else like this is how free you can be and I love that you do that for example watching your video I think it was yesterday where you're just like in a bikini and you're shaking it all over and you're just like having a party and it's so awesome and I love it so much what gives you the I guess the, I want to say confidence, but also just the motivation to do that for the world to see. Well, uh, well thank you, first of all. <laughs> um, uh, I just, I've always been a really all or nothing type of person. So when I found body positivity, I knew that it wasn't something that I could just kind of keep to myself and just half live. It was something that I had to completely embody and take on board and show the world. Um, and in terms of like the dancing videos and the bikini pictures and stuff like that, I was terrified of them at first. I really was. Um, but as soon as you actually do it, it's fine. I think with a lot of things, it's so much scarier in your mind than it actually is when you go and do it. And in terms of, say, showing my body on the internet, if my, you know, if my belly rolls are going to make one person feel genuinely better about themselves, then I will post them every day. Um, 
And it's almost like my body, when I post those things, my body just becomes a tool for my message. It's very, it's very like engaging to watch. You know, it's very engaging just to be like, wow, this girl is doing this and it's amazing. And it, it motivates me. And I'm sure it motivates all sorts of people, no matter what stage of recovery they're in. And I'm sure at the same time, you get some criticism from people. How do you handle that? The criticism on the on the internet? Well, I've got much thicker skin now than I did when I started, that's for sure. Um, I think so many of us just get plain old trolls, like just going to say the most hateful thing they can possibly think of just to bring you down. Um, and that kind of stuff, that doesn't, that doesn't bother me anymore because I understand that, you know, nobody who's actually happy themselves is going to try and tear someone else down in order to make themselves feel better. And I can, I can brush those off now. Um, I, I mean, the concern trolling we get, the community as a whole gets so much health concern trolling of, oh, it's really great that you like yourself, but you, you know, you're going to die because you're obese. Um, and that's just, that, that does wear on you, definitely. Um, the people who genuinely think they're helping. Uh, but normally, I don't know, I pick and choose whether to respond, but generally people aren't going to change their mind. You know, you can give the most sort of impassioned speech about health at every size and and put your best work out there, basically. And most people are still going to think that, you know, you're setting a bad example or whatever. Um, and you just have to hope that your message gets to the people who need it and who will, who are like have open to changing their minds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, the, and that's probably one of the most difficult things just about being an online activist is are those trolls. And I know I know what that's like to go from like that first comment, oh, that hurts. And then you get so many people being mm -hmm. just trolling all over your face. And then by the end or <laughs> towards now, it's just like, OK, what, whatever. Like I have so many people just like, oh my gosh, I can't even read comments anymore because they're so ridiculous to me, especially when it talks about orthorexia, when I write about that. So many people just are like, yeah, you should just go eat, you know, five cheeseburgers instead because healthy eating is a disorder. Okay. And I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. So I try to like preface everything so people understand. Um, but it, it really pisses me off just because I think it turns off the people that could use that message who really do need that message because they read these comments and they're like, oh, well, I can't credit her for this because all, all, all these people are saying that she's crazy for taking healthy eating to an unhealthy level, then it must not be a real thing, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I worry, I always worry about, you know, the comments from trolls and whether the people on my profile who are, you know, the most vulnerable are actually going to see that and apply it to themselves. Um, you know, it, it doesn't bother me. I can shake it off, but I do worry about other people. I think, yeah, a few weeks ago, actually. So my favorite thing is posting pictures that are just like pure belly rolls, hunched over, kind of, you know, pull out your thigh and get a good bit of cellular like going on. I, I love that. I love taking flawed pictures um, and saying, actually, there's nothing flawed about this. But of course, every time I do that, it's just a barrage of trolls. Um, and I had one comment on something last week um, that says, hi there, have you ever considered maybe losing 75 pounds and then you'll feel so much better? <laughs> and it just blew my mind mm -hmm. because first of all, that's a ridiculous amount of weight. And what what made that person think that it was okay to say that? It's just mind blowing. 
that breaks my heart. That hurts my heart. And it, it's just yeah. like whatever place that person's coming from, I feel bad for that person because they are just falling into that trap over and over and over. And hopefully one day they will come out and then they will be inspired by people like you. I hope so. I do hope so. I mean, yeah, there, there's hope for everyone. Mm-hmm. So this is now time for the quick fire rounds. Ah, okay. And I'm super excited about these. Um, I've added in some new questions, so it'll be pretty fun. So before we do the quick fire round, can you tell people where they can find you? Yeah, sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram mainly uh, at body panda. So B O D Y P O S I P A N D A, I think. Uh, and I've got the website is the same name, just body Um, I'm kind of on Facebook, but I really don't know what to do with it. So I just ignore that. Awesome. And I will have the links to all of those on the show notes for this so people can just easily hit them all up. Okay, quick fire round. And some of these are a little bit challenging. I've added some more questions in, but uh, don't overthink it. Don't worry. You're going to do great. Okay. Are they serious? Should I be nervous? No, 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 no. Don't even worry. None of them are serious. Except for number one. Okay. Number one, what does body freedom mean to you? Oh, body freedom. Freedom just means allowing yourself to exist exactly as you are, not worrying about how you look to other people, knowing that, you know, you deserve to exist in the world exactly as you are and, you know, screw everyone else's opinion. Yes. What is a must read book? A must read book? Um, Well, I've already said The Beauty Myth. Also, for like a bit of a lighthearted sort of intro into the Bopo world, I highly recommend a book called Fat So by Marilyn Wan. And it's brilliant. It's got cartoons. It's got like cut out dolls where you can change their clothes. I mean, that's awesome for an adult book. I love it. Um, if you could interview anybody, who would it be? Oh, I could interview anyone. Who would it be? Um, I don't know. I'm not being very quick, am I? Oh, <laughs> I, would probably okay. interview, <laughs> I would probably interview my grandma. She's not alive anymore, um, but she was really, really inspiring she got an OBE for her social work around the single mother and um yeah it was just a really really cool lady and I never got a chance to get to know her so I would like to do that if you could go back in time and give your younger self one piece of advice what would it be uh you do not exist to be looked at by other people so just live and eat and be and you're good enough like that mm-hmm. what is a future dream that you're working towards the dream is to just spread the message to as many people as possible. I mean, I want to do as much public speaking and appearances and just, yeah, let people know that there's another option. Like I said, I had no idea. Um, and so many other people don't as well. I, you know, I want it to be taught in schools and I want it to be in mainstream magazines and in eating sort of recovery programs as well, everything. What is one of the craziest things you've ever done that you can talk about? on a podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, (laughs) okay got a sense of that a bit the craziest thing i have ever done god none of them are appropriate (laughs) (laughs) um i don't have one oh the pressure no worries we can go back to that if you think of something otherwise we can just skip it that was my first time to use that question so now i know it's a very hard question i should probably not use that one or Make it a little more specific. Uh, okay. So what is the best movie you've watched in the past month? Um, oh, I, I love, love, love this film. It's called About Time. 
And um, it looks like it's just going to be a plain old rom-com, which, you know, everyone loves a rom-com now and then. But it actually turns into this, like, life-affirming, really positive, uplifting film. So, yeah, About Time. Amazing. I think I heard of that. Is that the one with Rachel McAdams? Yes, and she's okay. so cute. I have to watch that. Okay, cool. Uh, at the end of a long day, what is your favorite way to unwind? Oh, well, take a bra off. For, oh, like, yeah. First things first. Bra off, pajamas on. Um, just surround myself with my dogs i've got three dogs dog boyfriend you know in that order um and just netflix and chill but in the literal sense of the term that's just my ideal we're like twins i love that yeah (laughs) what is a country that you really love and you've been there or a country that you want to visit um that I want to visit. I would love to go to Japan. Uh, I don't want to sound ignorant in any way, but when I was younger, I was kind of very obsessed with like Japanese culture and like geisha culture, and I would just absolutely love to see some of like traditional places in Japan, countryside. Uh, well, if you ever go and you need a buddy, just let me know because I would love to go there. Yes, <laughs> that would be amazing. I am. Uh, by the time this podcast airs, I will be in Thailand. So I'm so excited. Wow. I know. When everyone's listening to this, I will be in Thailand. So it's amazing. I'm jealous. so excited. I know. Have you ever been? No, I'm so jealous. I'm so oh. jealous. I also want to go, obviously, like everywhere in America, because you guys just do food well. I mean, we are just terrible at food. I don't really? know if you've heard some of the things we eat, but like people eat like jellied eels and oh. just just weird stuff and you guys just know how to do it right and i just want to go on a food tour basically of the entire united states um you should you should start like mapping out like new york gotta have the pizza boulder gotta have the beer because if you drink beer we have the most amazing breweries (laughs) here so many i didn't like beer before i moved here and now i'm just like total fan i love it Uh, okay oh wow what is your favorite meal right now my favorite meal right now. Oh, I'm having a real moment with gnocchi. I like get some gnocchi, get some pesto, olive oil, like melted cheese on top. It's so good. Wait, what is gnocchi? Gnocchi is, um, oh, maybe you guys have a different name for it. Um, it's like little balls of potato that's like covered in flour. So it's like doughy, almost pastry like balls. I have never even heard of that. I feel like yeah. you got to get <laughs> I'm not in your life. <laughs> do you do you make it at home? No, no, no. I, I buy I buy it. <laughs> okay. Are you a cook? Um, well, I like to bake, but I'm never actually sure whether I actually like to bake or if I just like to eat cake. Oh my gosh, the struggle is real. I know that too. I'm like because uh, <laughs> I just want to eat it real. while I'm baking. <laughs> I'm like, this cookie dough is in front of me. I'd rather be eating it. I don't want to bake it. I just want to eat it as it is, raw. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's see. This should be oh, second to last question. If you could challenge everyone listening to this to let go of something, what would that be? Let go of let go of your scales. Smash your scales. Mm. Throw them out. You know, they're never going to tell you anything important about who you are as a person. They're never going to really make you feel better about yourself. If they do, then it's just going to be, you know, short-lived according to everyone else's standards. So get rid of them. Chuck them. Not at anyone. Just out the window. Yes. Perfect advice. I love that. Okay. Last question, which will definitely make you think. uh, Mm -hmm. So you can take your time on this. But if you could have five other lives, five other lives besides the one you have now. So you've got the one you have and then five more. What would those lives look like? Wow. First other life, 
I definitely want to be one of my dogs because they're so, yeah, that would just be amazing. And all they do is just sleep and eat and play. Um, great. Second life, second life. Everyone, of course, everyone wants to know what it's like to be Beyonce. Um, <laughs> I would definitely like to be Beyonce for a little while, but I would also like to be her and kind of do a lot more outspoken activist work. I mean, I love her. Obviously she's the queen, but yeah, she could speak up a lot more about things that matter. Um, another life after that and you can just pick like what you I'd would like rather be, do okay i'd like to be a world traveler i'm someone who i do i have had a lot of anxiety in the past and it is things like traveling still make me quite scared quite anxious and i would love to be able to be someone who was just carefree and went wherever and explored wherever um but unfortunately i'm very much a homebody um let's see number four Five lives I would rather have. Hmm. Um. I think. I don't know. I'm someone who I like. When I see people in the street, I always wonder, where are you going? What are you doing? How good is your life? And I just, I think. It would be really cool if we could just like live a moment in each other's shoes, even if it's not anything specifically. It, it would just help us. It would be so much more compassionate. We'd be so much more understanding. Um, I don't know. I guess I just, yeah, I just want to dot around and, and try out a bit of everything. <laughs> so in your other life, you'd have a superpower where you can take over other people's lives. Basically. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. Okay, if we're talking superpowers, I've thought long and hard about superpowers. <laughs> yeah, lay it on me. What would it be? Superpower is gotta be time control. It's the most powerful one. You can do anything that you want with time control, and you can just like relive awesome moments over and over again. That's really good. I don't think that's ever really mentioned. People are always like, "I want to fly." That's a good one. I don't know <laughs> why, but mine has always been breathing underwater, and that just like describes how strange I am. But like, out of all the powers, I just want to be able to live. <laughs> under the sea for a week like chill with the whales and the dolphins <laughs> and like really get down there and understand what kind of life is going on down there because it's so mind-boggling that that whole other world that we don't even know that's that's pretty cool i mean would you be putting on musical numbers from the little mermaid while you're down there yes i would yes okay Good. Then I'm on board. If there's, yeah, there's musical numbers, I'm. Oh, I would. Would not be the same without it. I mean, can I get a sneak peek? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um. All right. So that's it for the quick fire rounds, and I'm just so happy that we got the chance to to do this. So thank you so much, Megan, for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. This is great. All right, everybody, check and out. You're like the nicest person probably in the world. Aw, that is so sweet. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate that. You're the sweetest. Um, so everyone, definitely go check out the links to this episode so you can see the show notes and also find her Instagram, her website. Just go to maddiemoon.com slash mbm91 and check them all out. Thanks for listening, y'all. <laughs>